I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're gonna to be talking about why does my ex wanna stay friends? Ooh, hmm. I wonder why that would be. Very confusing mm. and it happens a lot. And it's really upsetting, I can tell you. When yeah. somebody says, I still wanna be your friend, it's like, wait, what, why? I don't wanna be friends, I wanna be with you, let's fix this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but I want you in my life. And you're just so confused when it happens mm -hmm. that you you really can't stop thinking about that, yeah. right? Like you're just like trying to figure out why do they want to be friends with me? Mm -hmm. uh, do they still want to get back together? Are they wanting to fix this? Yeah. So we've got some interesting research to share today that Coach Victoria came across an article that she liked that discussed some interesting factors. Yeah, so first off, many exes will say, we should be friends as a way of breaking up. So you wanna find out if they actually mean that they want to stay friends. Mm -hmm. And if they do, you wanna determine, okay, what's the level of connection that they actually wanna have? How often do you think they wanna communicate with you? Do they just wanna be friends via text and not really meet up? So what are the parameters around what this friendship would even look like? Yeah, because your idea of it could be completely different when the, than what they're thinking mm -hmm. when they're saying we're going to continue to be friends. Exactly. So yeah, that's a good point. You want to figure out or you don't want to reach out to say, mm -hmm. what did you mean? But at some point, if it comes up, it would be helpful to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and throughout them communicating with you, you could have somewhat of an idea of what they expect out of it. So this research is from Rebecca L. Griffith and mm -hmm. her colleagues, and she basically studied the reasons why exes stay friends. Okay. So she found four major reasons. Four, okay. Well, let's study. see what we think compared to these four. These mm -hmm. are hers. Right. Let's see if we think we agree with these. Right, so the first one is security. So this is the fear of losing that emotional support and the sense of community and belonging. And it also can include intellectual stimulation. Mm -hmm. So just that security that you have with that person, that they're there for you during hard times. Uh, many times people will want that aspect, but not the romantic aspect. The other thing about it is that with that security they're getting, it's like they feel like they have more control over the situation, mm -hmm. right? Where you feel powerless, by them saying we're gonna still be friends, it makes them feel like they're not going to lose you. Exactly. Which is what you want them to feel. Exactly. So I, yeah, I would definitely not want them to have that security. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take that away as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, definitely power is a part of it also. Mm -hmm. The next one is practical reasons. Okay. So this includes if you have a child together, if you have a business together, and also other financial reasons. If you're tied in some kind of a lease, which can happen often, or you know, if you have signed off on a car together, uh, they might want to have that mutual respect um, and that type of friendship just to make those 
um, practical situations easier and smoother to go by. Yeah. Um, when you have a kid with somebody, it's really challenging mm -hmm. because if, if particularly if you want to be with that person still right. and you want to try and repair it yeah. and yet you have to see them on a regular basis, you know, it's very frustrating to feel like you're wanting the romantic relationship mm -hmm. and they're trying to keep you limited to the friendship. Right. And that could be a real struggle for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, but for them, it works because now it makes things smoother and makes their life easier right. to deal with navigating co-parenting. Right. And another one uh, that's included in the practical reasons is also social status. So this might be more relevant to other cultures, uh, but I could also see how it's relevant to ours. Mm -hmm. If you gain some type of a social circle or networking through your partner, it might be practical for you to remain friends in mm -hmm. order to still have access to those social resources, if that's, you will. That's true. Yeah, I could see that. Um, that seems like it might be a little bit more of a unique situation yeah, yeah but definitely it would happen and you know particularly maybe if you had like some prestigious career or something like that mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they lose access to all those people right. things like that yeah exactly mm -hmm. so the next one is civility okay and this really comes out in people who are conflict avoidant. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to get into any type of argument or disagreement, or they like to be on good terms with everybody in their life. Mm -hmm. um, so they might want to be just polite with you um, and keep the peace. Yeah. Uh, this person might also have been a peacemaker uh, in their family of origin. Um, perhaps they were the one to mediate conflicts. So the separation itself might have been viewed as a conflict that they yeah. need to somehow mediate. So they're like, let's stay friends and keep everything easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, easy for you to say. Mm -hmm. I'm miserable over here <laughs> yeah. and you want to keep it at the peace? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. And this is also a way to avoid those feelings of guilt or the, the guilt of even breaking up with somebody. Um, so just to have maintain that connection to avoid that conflict. Yeah, I think a lot of people do feel guilty about hurting you. Mm -hmm. You know, that they're looking at the situation, particularly like if you were good to them, because, yeah. you know, there are a lot of breakups where you were good to them and for whatever reason they can't do the relationship mm -hmm. anymore and they feel bad about that. Um, so there is that guilt yeah. to the situation. All right, the next one is the most juicy one and it's unresolved romantic feelings. Mm. So this is if they're still wanting sex, if they still want to be together, um, but it doesn't have to include sex. It could just be that they don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. um, the study also noted that anxious people or people with more anxious attachment style might be more prone to use this reason more, mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense. They probably would want to reconnect with their partner, have more difficulty being alone, um, and fit all the other criteria for wanting to be friends in this regard. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that comes up often in the coachings is whether you should continue to be intimate with that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I take a lot of factors in when I'm considering that. I had a girl that I did a coaching with recently that I was like, I would not sleep with this guy mm -hmm. because he was doing some real shady kind of stuff throughout the relationship, little things here and there. And I felt like he had some kind of sexual issues going mm -hmm. on and that he was just going to stick around and use her for sex. Yeah. And sure enough, he kind of was. 
And so I was like, I'm not going to hook up with this person because it seemed like he was only, he was getting upset or angry when she tried to set a boundary. Yeah. But it kind of showed his cards that he was kind of using her just for the sex. Right. But there are cases where I would say, yeah, it's fine to be intimate with that person. Um, you know, the big thing is you don't want to do anything that makes you feel really bad. Right. You know, you got to look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you feel cheap or you feel used mm -hmm. or something like that, then I'd stay away from it. But there are cases where you can be intimate with that person and it can lead to getting back together again. Right. So mm -hmm. just consider how you're feeling about the situation and maybe what their intentions are. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. Just knowing yourself and knowing, okay, if I do go into this, how am I gonna feel afterwards? Yeah. yeah I think that's a big part of it. So the study also noted predictors, uh, which means basically the factors that affect whether an ex will want to stay friends, um, predicting factors. So these included sexual orientation mm -hmm. um, and attachment styles, which we will continue to talk about in this video. So avoidant attachment style actually predicted staying friends, whereas anxious attachment style predicted not staying friends. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And that is something that Margaret and I have talked about over the years. Mm -hmm. um, the longer we've done this, the more we've seen that pattern. Right. But like what we said at the beginning of the video, what exactly does that mean when mm -hmm. they say friends once yeah. a year or we're seeing each other once a week? Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference. Normally it means on their terms. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it can get a little bit confusing when you're trying to figure out their attachment styles because, mm -hmm. you know, you're just learning about attachment theory and yeah. you're so overwhelmed with anxiety but it can be confusing to who wants what when. Mm -hmm. But what we've seen is that the avoidance are the ones that tend to be uh, friends or want to be friends, whatever mm -hmm. that term means. Yeah. Um, the anxious people don't want that, which is surprising because they are, are like, I want romance, right? right? So they're right. like, I want the commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not settling for this. Yeah. I want, and, and I, I agree with that, actually. I don't think you should be friends. I yeah. think you should, you know, try and repair it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it makes sense that it gets confusing and could seem backwards. Yeah, and even if you do get that friendship, the anxious person would probably be more likely to push for romance. Yeah, exactly. So, which would probably dissolve the friendship if the other person is more avoidant. Exactly. <laughs> so there's that whole dilemma going on. So the study actually stated that for avoidant people, staying friends might be a good way to lower intimacy and closeness without mm. potentially losing what they can get out of the relationship. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, and conversely, people high on anxiety might actually want more than a friendship with their ex, and the friendship might actually represent a loss or a downgrade, as quoted by the study. Hmm. I wonder what they meant, a downgrade. A downgrade from romance to friendship, mm -hmm. yeah. So for the anxious person, they're saying, I don't want to be downgraded to this right. lower level. This you, lower status of connection with yeah, you. Yeah. I agree, I agree with that yeah. too, yeah. Because mm -hmm. it does, it is a downgrade. Yeah. It'd be like your boss going to work and saying, all right, I'm gonna cut your salary in half, but you're still doing the same <laughs> amount of work in the yeah. same hours. Yeah. Exactly. No thanks, I'm gonna mm -hmm. look for another job. Yeah. So another notable thing that the study brought up was that those in the LGBTQIA plus mm -hmm. community had higher friendships after a breakup. 
Interesting. Yeah. So the study noted that this could be because of the community. It's normally tight knit, uh, depending on where you live. Uh, if you live in more rural areas, of course, then the population of gay or queer people would be a lot lower. Um, so then that community is much smaller. You have less people who you know that you could depend on and accept you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So this would be higher on the security reason of the scale. Um, and, you know, although people are becoming more accepting, this is still an oppressed group. Um, so that makes sense as to why people would still remain friends. We still hold the idea that, you know, you shouldn't settle for friendship. But of course, you know, we can't tell you what to do. And yeah. you also need to take your own security at your discretion. Exactly. You have to decide what you feel like is best for you. Mm -hmm. We just recommend, and obviously this is like a blanket video right. for everybody. Yeah. And so specific things we might discuss specific you know, options, right? Mm -hmm. Or look at different options for you. We don't often get into the specifics of the different communities because in many cases, we see a lot of similar behaviors and right. strategies that you want to do. Exactly. So now that we have a better understanding of why an ex would want to be friends, and those were namely, just to recap, the security reasons, the practical reasons, the civility, and also the unresolved romantic feelings. Mm -hmm. What do you do in this situation? Mm -hmm. What do you do if an ex says, want to be friends, or we should be friends? What do you say? You tell them to drop dead. Oof. A little harsh. All right, it's a little <laughs> harsh. But you can think it. You can think <laughs> it, yeah. So we've referenced Renee M. Daly's research before in a previous video, so keep your eye out on that. But before, she also mentioned in that study that feelings of ambivalence uh, or mixed feelings about the breakup were actually correlated with getting back together. Mm -hmm. So in her study, the exes who showed ambivalence did so up to six months, which was the full length of the study. Mm -hmm. So that's not saying that it lasts six months and then it goes away in her study until the end of the study, mm -hmm. they still had mixed feelings. So that goes to show you how long exes can be ambivalent for. Mm -hmm. um, but also, this is all to say that how you make an ex feel after the breakup mm -hmm. is really gonna influence if they reconsider the relationship and wanting to get back to you. So staying friends could decrease this ambivalence. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And that's that lines up exactly with what I've been saying since day one of the yeah. channel. Yep. That you don't want to be friends and you want them to fear losing you. And that's exactly, exactly what's causing the ambivalence. Mm -hmm. If they know that they still have you, then they're not really worried about losing you. And why would they? Right. Right? Like, would you worry about, like, getting fired from a job if you saw that everybody at work did whatever they wanted and nobody ever got fired? Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. But if you know, you saw people losing their job, you'd be like more likely to be worried that it could happen to you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And staying friends with them for those reasons, specifically the security and the civility, is really going to give them that safety net that you don't want them to have. Because it's at the end of the day, the uneasiness that's going to cause them to reach out, that's going to cause them to want to reconnect and see if they have that chance with you again. Absolutely. I agree with that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I spent years trying to figure out breakups and that was one of the most powerful things that I learned in the beginning is that, you know, sending these silly good reminder texts mm -hmm. or handwritten letters only gives them more security right. that they're not going to lose you. And you want them to get anxious that they are going to lose you. It will drive their desire 
to want to repair you. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be easy when they come back around. I know you're going to get overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. but this is where a lot of people make mistakes. You can't be so eager and willing to take somebody back right away. You want to see them kind of work for you a little bit too. Even if you did make mistakes, Mm -hmm. even if you feel like the relationship ending was mostly your fault, you you of course want to work through those issues and make sure you do a better job, Mm -hmm. but you want them to get anxious that you are going, they are going to lose you. Mm -hmm. And the only way you're going to do that is by leaving them alone and working on yourself, being a better version of yourself. And when you do that, you look even more attractive to that other person. Exactly. And at the end of the day, you don't want to settle for what you don't want. So Margaret says this all the time. What's in it for you? We see many people who struggle in this situation where the ex wants to stay friends, but it's only on their terms. So people, not to lose the person, will stay caught in the cycle that's not exactly dating, but not exactly friends either. You'll be miserable. And it can go on forever. (laughs) So you have to tell yourself when enough is enough. Yep. You'll be miserable in that situation because if if they're not committed to you, that means they're free to do whatever they want Mm -hmm. and date whoever they want. And hook up with whoever they want. Yeah. And they can even tell you, right? Because if you're really their friend, mm-hmm. can't they, shouldn't they be able to sit and say, this is what's going on in my life. I'm dating this new person. Right. And that's going to kill you inside. You don't right. want to hear about that. Yeah. Especially when you're just really wanting to be with them the whole time. Exactly. And down the line, things change. So your feelings will change. Their feelings will change. And There might be a possibility that in the future you could regain that connection and still have that friendship. Um, Right now, if you're trying to get your ex back, we wouldn't recommend that um, for the reasons that we've listed in this video. Um, But it is very important for you to process the breakup, for your ex to process it, and just to have that time. And the study even mentioned that most people are friends with at least one of their exes. And for me personally... I'm friends with some of the people that I've dated um, and, you know, we have good relationships and it's um, fine. So to be fair, most of those guys are in prison and they have nothing else to do. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) But anyways, the point being (laughs) is that people do need um, that time to process and friendship might not be the best option right away. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you're going to lose them forever strategically, we don't think it's a good idea. Exactly. If it's a personal decision, of course, it's up to you on what you do with your life. But we've seen time and time again that it's better not to agree to that friendship because it's not what you want. It's ultimately cutting your pay in half and then basically saying, but we're going to give this job to somebody else. And you're like, but I want that pay. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I'm not going to settle for this job anymore. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go find someplace else that's what going to pay me what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll hurt. It will be harder for you to move on. And quite honestly, you're probably just going to be manipulative. You know, like some of these coaches are really manipulative when they're saying, be friends with your ex. Mm -hmm. No, you don't want friendship and you're not really trying to get friendship. So you're just manipulating them and you're not being authentic with Mm -hmm. what you're really wanting. And I don't think it's going to get you want what you want anyway. I think that the best chance of getting somebody to miss you and want to come back is to leave them alone and not agree to friendship. Like even in the study said, even six months later, when the study ended, the people that were not 
reaching out. We're not being friends anymore. Mm -hmm. Those were the ones that the dumpers were thinking about mm -hmm. time and time again. Right. That ambivalence lasts and it lasts longer than you may think. Mm -hmm. All right. So hopefully you found this video helpful. Of course, if you want to get our help, you can go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Coach Margaret is available for Skype coaching. And Coach Victoria will continue to train with us. I'll be here. And pen palling her ex-boyfriends in prison. <laughs> Nonviolent <laughs> crimes. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.